bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Each week, the dedicated staff of the Bureau meet to file reports, make recommendations, and attempt to survive on water that flows from the boiler pipe into our open mouths as we sleep on a bed of dot matrix printer paper in the boiler room ever since we've been trapped here five years ago. One day, maybe, we'll escape from this subterranean basement. But until then, this city is not going to improve itself. So here we stay, improving things. This meeting is now in session. Hello. Oh, he- he- hello, uh, Mr. 2021. That's your new name now. 2021? You said five Yeah. Years. You said five years have flown by, so that, by my math, puts us at 1980. Oh, you could be right on that count. But nonetheless, um, for the purposes of, uh, of this meeting, because we're so forward-looking, okay, we're going to pretend it's 2021, and our names are going to be Mr. and Mr. 2021. Oh, yeah. that would be confusing at all. No, not at all. Um, we, we should find... Uh, Different first names, though we can we can work on that. Okay, but for now, um, how Should are you? A subcommittee. I'm good. Yeah, let's yeah let's let's uh, let's strike a subcommittee to come up with good first names for Mister and Mister 2021 of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Okay, cool. I, I want nominate Hieronymous. myself. What's that? I want Hieronymus. Hieronymus. Okay, Hieronymus 2021. Uh, I I want um, Bill. Bill 2021. That's pretty good. Now I'm feeling like a complete joke. I could have been Bill. You could have been Bill, but instead you're Hieronymus. That's that's what happens when you don't choose Bill. You end up with something else. I feel like I was overachieving. I, f- I feel I, I think Hieronymus is pretty good. You could just go with uh, Jerome if you like. I suppose. I mean, if you want to cut down on the on the sort of the Latinization of the name, but I mean, uh, Hieronymus is pretty grand. I was just trying to hoard letters. True. Well, I mean, in this uncertain day and age, you never know when you're going to run out. Yeah, I figured if I had them all on my name tag, then I could always, you know, <laughs> could always sell them off. When the shortages come. Right, later on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, or like, apparently some letters are pretty nutritious, so you could like break off like part of a U and yeah. uh, and just kind of snack on it. And then I'd be stuck with the J. And then I'd be Jodge. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little weird, but yeah, I mean, it's that or starve. Yeah, that's a good point. So since we have this subcommittee, does it mean that we skip attendance? No, no, no. We're going to take attendance. Oh, okay. Um, uh, so, so I'm going to take attendance now. Um, so uh, first attendee uh, for uh, today's meeting is uh, Ambient Sorghum. Nope. 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 No ambient. Oh. I, I was hoping to meet Ambient Sorghum. They're not a person. It was an innovation from the 80s. Uh, it was supposed to solve world hunger, 
by aerosolizing sorghum plants and pumping them into the atmosphere. Oh. So you wouldn't have to like actually find food. You would just inhale and, uh, and you'd be, you know, getting nutritious starch. Oh, and that didn't work. No, it just made everybody's clothes really kind of stiff. Uh, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was uncomfortable, and uh, the accountants liked it, but nobody else. Right, you couldn't suck the sorghum out of your your shirts. Well, they tried that, but it it, it was just kind of weird and embarrassing. Okay. And some people suffered from uh, shirt poisoning. So, Ooh. as a result, yeah, the sorghum poisonous. No, the shirts were though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. that would be a problem. Yeah, I'm glad they don't make sh- poisonous shirts anymore. No, me too. I'm glad, and I'm glad they don't make uh, ambient sorghum because uh, that's stuff uh, everywhere. Yeah, of course. Now we don't see any shirt looking around. Oh. No, um, sometimes sometimes I miss it. Yeah, you know, I, I get nostalgic, and then I the I sh- sort of like sneak like a lick of my shoulder, and I'm like, yeah. oh, no, nostalgia is overrated. Yeah. Um, but I don't see. Oh, you know what? I think I, I misread the name. Um, it's not ambient sorghum. It's Aiden Morgan. Now that's you. That's me. I'm also Bill 2021, but I will happily be Aiden Morgan for the pur- okay. for legal purposes. Okay. Um, and second, uh, second attendee is Calm of Ben. Uh, I don't know what that calm? means. Calm of calm of Ben. Oh no, no, don't know who that is. Oh, that was uh, that's actually not a person. It was a phenomenon, an unexplained phenomenon uh, corresponding with the ambient sorghum, uh, in which all the people named Ben in the world just kind of chilled for a minute. Huh. That really happened. Just, yeah, they just they just chilled out. Huh. I kind of, to me, it, it sounds like a '90s band, frankly. Post- it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could well have been. Yeah. Um, the only thing that would make it even more '90s and call a Ben would be to call it like Ben Six or something like that. Yeah. Just yeah. throw in a number. Yeah. Yeah. And no uh, idea why. Uh, and now on 91.3 FM CJTR, it's Calm of Ben with their, with their song, uh, Seven is My Favorite Number. <laughs> Seven is my favorite number. I don't know. Yep. It's, it's, all, it's, po- it's a post-grunge pop that was somehow worse than anything that preceded it. I don't know how to describe post-grunge pop. Uh, the what was that song with the peaches? Peaches, my girl oh, likes peaches. Uh, that was a song. Well, there is uh, yeah, there is that millions yeah. of peaches. Peaches for me is that the one you mean? Maybe. Yeah. Millions of peaches. Peaches for me. Might have been uh, presidents of the United States of America. Yeah, sure. presidents of the United States of America. That was when music turned bad. 
again. There we go. Yep. That was I was the- I was thought it was around the time when like better than Ezra. Like yeah. when somebody thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Who was that? Was it it wasn't Ezra, I hope. No, no. Um the arrogance claiming to be better than Ezra when in fact they were probably much worse than yeah. whoever Ezra was. Ezra was just in his room with his tape machine, making great songs with his acoustic guitar. Oh, we yep. can be better than Ezra. Fuck you. Yeah. And and he came out with his like great music. People were like, they were all brainwashed by that point. Yeah. And they're like, you're not as good as better than Ezra. It's obvious. It's just in the name. QED. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this, you're not. Is this, band, is this band attending our meeting? Is that what you're saying? No. No, and you will not be surprised that I misread the name um, and that I uh, I misread it in such a way that suggests that I came up with it in in the space of five seconds before the meeting. Um, it should be Paul Deschen. That's me. Oh, okay. Right. Good, good. Right. Her, her Paul Deschen, a.k.a. Hieronymus 2021. Yeah. So if Hieronymus starts a band called Calm of Ben, you'd be okay with that? Yeah. That would yeah. be something on your toes? Okay. Uh, that'd be cool. And uh, although I would start a band called <laughs> Better Than Hieronymus, <laughs> <laughs> and and you and you and your career would tank. We should start a the QCIB record label. We'll get on Ooh. for twenty twenty one. I am actually going to make a note of that because I don't want to forget. Because that <laughs> sounds like that sounds like hilarity in in, in the making. We should. Uh, what was the name of that 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 great band? That we had on recently. Yeah. I don't know why my their names my it's Colette, Colette and Shana and others. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why am I blanking on their name? I'll cut all this out, of course. Holy disaster. Holy disaster. Uh, by abrupt dystopia. The band abrupt was dystop- dystopia, Aiden. How could you forget that? I, I am I am so ashamed that I forgot abrupt dystopia so abruptly. We must be living in some kind of dystopia. Mm. Anyway, they should be at the house band, and uh, when we make when we make our movie, uh, yeah. I mean, we can be you know playing the instruments and such, but it would actually be them. Okay. Yeah. Just lip so, sync. Yeah, we'd be lip sync and guitar sync and whatever you do. Right. right. Do that kind of thing. What the kids do. Yeah. Exactly. Do do that Millie Vanilli thing the kids love or are so into these days. All right. At any rate. So uh, we have a meeting, but before the meeting, quickly, mm-hmm. I, I have an urgent alert. Oh. A Queen City alert. Whoop, whoop. Well, uh, yeah, we need a. Okay, so in future, we're going to need a sound to set up this alert. <laughs> this is really important. This is super important. Uh, the every year they have to like get new people to like, there's always like people leaving committees. Uh, there's a citizen, there's not many citizen committees anymore. There is the Regina planning commission, uh, and the, uh, advise the accessibility advisory committee. Uh, we may have some more committees coming. Uh, we'll see, but, uh, the Regina planning commission has a vacancy this year and if you are listening to this uh, meeting on uh, Thursday, January 7th, your deadline mm-hmm. to put in an application is Friday, January 8th, by I believe 12 o'clock. So 
Regina Planning Commission is like the it's the, the, the committee that matters, right? Like if you're a, if you're a regular human being and want to join a committee, this is the one that you can join and actually affect how the city develops because you make decisions about things like what gets built, what doesn't get built, um, plans for neighborhoods, all of that stuff goes through Regina Planning Commission. Uh, it is a hugely impactful place. So if you are listening to this, as I said, on uh, the January 7th, uh, and you you have an interest in affecting the city of Regina, or if you're like thinking about running for municipal office in the future, this is a great way to sort of get your feet wet and uh, mm-hmm. get a sense of how things work. So this is a really great stepping stone to municipal office. The terms are for three years. These are volunteer positions. You meet once or twice a month. Uh, so, it, you know, it's not for everybody, but also uh, anybody who listens to the Queen City Improvement Bureau is probably the type of person who would be well-suited to a position on Regina Planning Commission. Right. Uh, go to Regina.ca. You can find the application information there. So, yeah, that is- we're not, we're not going to hold your hand any more than we have up to this point. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that's it. That is our Queen City alert. Woohoo. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, we definitely need a better sound. We do. And a better planning commission. Exactly. So here's the deal, people. If you get on the planning commission and make it better, we'll get a better Queen City Alert sound. Yeah. Yeah. We might even get a horn or times. Oh, nice. Our that own would be class. Sorry? That would be that would that would kind of class up the place. It might. We could get our own Glockenspiel. <laughs> we could. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yes, we could. Yeah, a Glockenspiel in every pot. I always say. I uh, Yeah. For for those who are hungry, a car in every car in every driveway, and a Glockenspiel in every pot. Okay. Well, we are on tw- uh, ninety-one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. Is that what we're saying? That's what we're saying. Is that the line? That's the line. And we have, uh, do we still have our sponsor? We do. And they're the not warehouse sponsoring the Queen's Improvement Bureau. They're sponsoring 2021. Yeah. All they, uh, they're, they're paying for our, for our legal name change to Bill and Hieronymus 2021. They are. It's really kind of them. I know. I know. <laughs> they're kind people. They are kind. And they, uh, and they you know, represent a, an area of the city that is lots of heritage value is uh, fascinating to walk through and host lots of businesses. So we love them. We do. And um, it is, uh, it's a neighborhood on the move and they are the, the engines driving that forward. Nice. Nice. 2021. Thank you. uh, Warehouse business improvement district. Um, But yeah, we are now uh, in 2021. So uh, I guess it's traditional to dust off the, uh, sheep organs and do some predictions about what's going to happen in yeah, well, the new year. I, I, I should tell, I should tell you, I, um, I've retired the, uh, the auspices. So okay. we don't have to deal with animal entrails uh, this time around. And uh, I've gone, I've just, I'm relying on just technology and I've built, uh, I've built a machine that predicts the future. Oh, you did? It's called Predictabot. Now, 
I just want to tell you, so these aren't my opinions. These are Predictabot's opinions, and they are infallible. Okay. Providing everybody does exactly what Predictabot says. Okay, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I thought. You know, People trust how robots. How hard is it? They trust robots. Exactly. Yeah, if Precisely. a machine you something, who are you to say no? Exactly. Yeah, I actually made, I actually made it look a lot like um, the interface looks like Facebook. So people think it's like their, their you know, their weird shut-in aunt telling them what to do. Oh, so smart. they'll do it. Smart. That's good UI yeah. design. Anyway, I, I agree. And if they think they're on Facebook, well, still good because who, because Facebook is a garbage pool. So yeah. All right. So are we ready to predict? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. Uh, My, uh, well, Predictabot's first prediction of 2021, it's either the trees or us. That's ominous. That's 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 it, very concerning. It is ominous. Well, Predictobot looked at uh, an overhead view of Regina's uh, downtown, yeah. uh, and as you've you've seen this image as well with many parking lots yeah. uh, all over the place, but in the middle, this hideous blot of green life, which we call Victoria Square Park, right? Um, in the heart, just right in the heart of the space, poised to spread and take over. Uh, Predictobot has has predicted that the trees are actually going to grow so tall and their canopy grows so much that they will eventually overshadow and encompass the entirety of the downtown. And when that happens, the trees can go about their dark work. Yep, dark work. Hmm. Does he have like a timeline? Like how how urgent is it for us to to get on this? Uh, trees grow at a rate of about um, apparently about a half a meter uh, per day, so not long. Like we've got like maybe a couple of weeks. Okay, okay. Um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to step on your interpretation of that prediction, but uh, when I heard it you know, it's either the trees or us. I thought, give it to the trees, man. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Maybe their dark work is beneficial for us. We, we don't know. We're really not using much of it. No, uh, we're just mostly for using it for parking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's just, yeah, it's just parking. And we're all hiding out in our houses anyways, mostly in our basements with our, um, you know, various devices and, objects mm-hmm. uh, the trees can the trees can basically have it now i think yeah. it just be uh i think we should i think this is a prediction that we should take global frankly okay so uh we're team tree we're, i'm team tree yep join me join me on team tree everybody ah uh, man I, I don't know myself about this but uh okay okay well I, I too will i too will temporarily join you on team tree Okay. Prediction number two. Uh, and this is uh, Jerry Flagel. You you remember Jerry Flagel? Jerry, was he? Oh, Bagels, the bagel guy. 
Yeah, that's right. Yes, Bagel Guy, he, ran a, he had a mayoral campaign recently. Right. Uh, anyway, um, despite no longer, uh, you know, being a part of city council, his, uh, his, his lust for building and building um, does not abate. Okay. And he goes uh, out of control, um, putting up what he calls China gates at various intersections around around the city okay china gate and then yeah yeah it's uh, made out of china i think so okay i mean i mean he, he that's i i'm just this is what he said in the, in the paper right. that one time or are just, they, like are they paper mache depictions of china phillips oh i never thought about that yeah maybe a little wheels so we will be like full of like little sort of like figurines of, of life-size figurines of China Phillips, just kind of like running around town. Yeah. Yeah. That's possible too. I mean, Predictobot is infallible, but it's a little Delphic. It, you okay. know, you don't always know what it's going to say. Right. Um, anyway, then, but he won't, he won't stop there because you cannot stop Flagel. Uh, he will, uh, he's going to demolish office buildings uh, and residential homes and everything else, and then attempt to rebuild exact replicas of those buildings within 24 hours. And it's going to look very bad. It's it's not going to look like an exact replica because, you know, what, 24 hours? Um, and then he will set himself up as an alternate mayor of all the buildings uh, and properties that he has demolished and built up again. Huh. Wow, that's uh, it's ambitious. I knew he was an ambitious guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, I'll, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. Um, you know, if he follows through on including pickleball courts wherever he gets an opportunity, I think there's going to be like sort of broad based support for him. Mm-hmm. The pickleball yeah. is everywhere. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, if, oddly enough, Predictobot, despite the fact that Flagel likes pickleball and actually planned to build pickleball courts. Uh, Predictobot had precious little to say on the subject. Huh. That's not a good sign for pickleball. No, uh, because uh, I, I thought, yeah, we're going to get pickleball. As soon as, as soon as like the ticker tape started reeling and I saw Flagel's name, I'm like, pickleball. Yeah. Everywhere you look, but not a word. Yeah. Uh, pickleball is no fad. Pickleball is, it's the lawn darts of the future. Like it'll be it, everywhere. It, it definitely is. And it will They'll get the lion's in, share of funding. Yeah. They're going to have to bring in the cops and like put a stop to that pickleball stuff, just like they did with the lawn darts. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be too traumatic for us to contemplate. And so Predictobot didn't even bring it up. Yeah. The loss of pickleball. Uh, oh, and but he will be defeated in uh, single combat. Ooh, by whom? So, uh, not Sandra Masters, as it turns out. Um, uh, Andrew Stevens. Oh, really? Huh. Mm. Wouldn't have anticipated that. No, no, I always thought he was a man of peace. I think he's the tallest person on council, so of course they would choose him as their champion. Of course, and of course, of course, he would win too because. Tall people tend to win things. Yeah. I've, I've just noticed that. They, well, seem, they seem to get all the stuff. Yep. Yeah. Reach advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And when they're when they're when their strength flags, what a lot of tall people do is they actually store snacks in short people's hair. Oh, smart! And they reach down and grab like, and they they replenish yeah. their energy that way. Yeah, and plus they have those uh, sap reserves in their feet. That's true. That's true. Uh, the by by a capillary action, they get the, use their xylem and phloem to yeah. to like get the sap to right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Aha, trees. See, it's all coming together. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's. Uh, I bet you didn't think that would happen. That we would watch Andrew Stevens defeat. Uh, Flagel in in single combat in Victoria Square Park under the canopy of out of control trees. Huh. Not the craziest thing that I was predicting here, but yeah. Uh, and the uh, the the last prediction, and this is a, a personal one uh, that Predictobot made for me. Um, this is the year that uh, that I am not going to debate about it. Just in general. I, I'm not going to debate about it, Paul. I'm not going to sit here and have a debate. I'm not trying to debate you, but I mean, that's 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 not that's not what I'm here for. That's just it's not happening. I understand, but what happens if you know there was something that came across your desk that was very debatable? I, I didn't. I didn't anticipate that. I didn't think what would happen if a debatable thing occurred or was put in front of me, Predictabot said I wouldn't like have a debate about it, but it's debatable. Oh, I think, I think I got to rethink this whole Predictabot thing. I think maybe, maybe I, uh, I didn't build Predictabot right. Did, does Predictabot have anything to say on the subject? Um, hold on. I'm just, uh, I'm going to type some, I'm going to type, why w h y question mark into predictabot and hit enter and oh it blew up oh dang damn the, the world's most like fiendish artificial intelligence destroyed with a simple child's question and now we have to go into 2021 like our eyes have been gouged out exactly blind as oedipus yep except except without the uncomfortable incest bit yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So so in some ways we're doing better than Oedipus. Okay. Which is by other band <laughs> better than Oedipus. I would listen to that band. I would too. Ah. Oh, anyway. Um. So we're we're at twenty eight minutes now. We can probably. Okay. Well, you know, it is the start of a new year, and once again, we do not have an innovative revenue tool. Um, it's too soon to say if we're going to need improvement. That's true. Yeah. Or just tools. In general. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go to some pre-recorded innovative tools right now. The Queen City Improvement Bureau would like to acknowledge the Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District for their support of our show. The Regina Warehouse Business Improvement District. Improving the district where there are warehouses in Regina. And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. We are. Those were so. I didn't want them to end. They were so good. Well, yeah, but they've got to. Yeah, as they would exist for no reason. 
You know, you make a good point. I mean, you want to live in the world of like innovative revenue tools forever, but because believe it or not, they're here to enable us and not the other way around. Really, I thought I thought humans existed for the sake of advertising, but okay, yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm a little shaken, but uh, yeah. we'll tr- we'll try it your way. All right, so uh, Predictabot is dead, so we have no more predictions for 2021. Hey, no, no future, no predictions, no gods, no masters. Well, sadly, I. Uh, I, I guess I can like do some pro- prognosticating. Wait a sec. You are but a fallible human. Yeah. So that's why I'm only going to be able to like uh, deal in guesswork and, uh, you know, fingers crossings. Okay. I admire your bravery. Let's, uh, oh. let's proceed. Thanks. Well, uh, when we are doing this meeting, uh, it is a day before Regina Planning Commission sits down for the first time in 2021. Uh, when this meeting actually is broadcast on 91.3 FM CJTR, uh, that meeting will have happened. So I guess, however I predict now, we won't know the answer, but whoever's hearing this will know whether my predictions were right or wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, the, one of the things that's happening uh, at this uh, meeting, at the uh, Planning Commission meeting, is the there's a building downtown that's up for a heritage, heritage designation, the actual owner's have asked for this. And I cannot, I should have written it down. I didn't. Uh, name of the building escapes me, but it is the building that Comic Readers downtown is in. Right. And so lovely building. I believe it was built in the 1920s. Uh, yeah, fantastic building. So it's great to know that it's going to be maintained and uh, restored to its glory. And uh, yeah, shout out to Comic Readers downtown. Uh, they have, um, they're still open. If anybody wants to go, uh, they have uh, COVID uh, rules and guidelines in place. So you can mm-hmm. still get all of your comics, games, and toys that you uh, that you need to get uh, you through these dark covid winter days. I believe uh, in the run-up to Christmas, I went in and uh, purchased a uh, gift for friends and uh, some comics for myself. Nice. I yeah. went in there multiple times. Because that's what I do. That is happening. So hopefully that will get passed. I suspect it will not be a problem. Basically, whenever council gets a chance to say yes to heritage uh, without having to step on the toes of any landowners, they will do it. And basically what they will get is, I think it's up to uh, five years of property tax exemptions is about the value of what they get um, Mm -hmm. to help with their heritage restoration. Uh, But the other item that's on this uh, planning commission meeting is a little bit more, uh, in my opinion, contentious. And it is the temporary surface parking lot report is coming back. And it's specifically for downtown. And this was uh, called for by uh, a motion from Jerry Flagle before he was booted off council um, in the last, well, I guess he was booted off by, by his own making really, Mm -hmm. if we're to be honest, uh, when he ran for mayor. So uh, this uh, council requested that administration look into a policy for how to deal with temporary surface parking lots. And uh, these are, um, they passed one at the start of this new council's term. uh, And it's for the 1755 Hamilton, the old, the former uh, Capitol Point site. Uh, and that will be that is now for one year a temporary surface parking lot. The official community plan and the downtown neighborhood plan forbid any surface parking lots in the downtown as a primary use. You could put up a building and have some parking spots behind it on the ground, but you can't have 
just a lot that is surface parking, temporary or not, according to the official community plan. So far, though, uh, council has already approved two other, on top of 1755 Hamilton, they've approved two other, um, sorry, it's not 1755, it's... Uh, so the Albert one is 1971 is the capital right. point, right? Yeah. 1755 Hamilton is a different temporary parking lot. Right. Uh, that was from about eight years ago. And there's another one on Lawrence Street. So since the official community plan has passed with this provision against surface parking, we've approved two. The takeaway from the report, the council that administration has presented, and spoilers, they basically say, let's come up with some rules on how to allow more surface parking. <laughs> the most important detail from the report is that downtown is already 33.8% surface parking lot. Oof. So more than a third. It is a staggering yeah. amount of our downtown is surface parking lot. That doesn't include uh, metered parking, like on-street parking. It doesn't include uh, um, structured parking, so like parking garages. That's like more oh, parking. It really? doesn't include underground parking, and it doesn't include the temporary parking lots. So this this notion that there's no parking downtown it blows my mind. It's absurd. Yeah. Utterly. The, the audit that they did, it's uh, the city administration counted up um, 16,100 parking spots downtown, which means that like 10% of the city that can drive could get into a car. So like every person, <laughs> one in 10 people who can drive in the city of Regina could get into their own vehicle and drive downtown and there would still be parking left over. So. You know, and I think there's just the psychological element uh, in this city where people seem to think that driving to some suburban gigantic parking lot and parking like half a mile away from a big box store and then walking there, walking sort of directly towards it is less onerous than finding a parking lot downtown and having to say walk like half a block. Right. That to them, that is just like outrageous, right? Yeah. Um, but the parking lots in those big suburban mega mall areas, they're they're free, right? So, mm -hmm. and and nobody has to like navigate traffic lights once they get in there. They're free to sort of like you know run over people and into other cars in the bizarrely designed lots. Yeah, they're horribly designed. Uh, they're not designed for people to move around in no. uh, the, the surface parking lots in the suburbs. Uh, even uh, in Harbor Landing, where uh, I remember this being pitched back in 2007, they talked about how this was state-of-the-art parking lot design and that it would, it would have, you know, pedestrian infrastructure, but it has, it has pedestrian sidewalks that like just end at walls. And, you know, there's no, there'll be places where there's just no cut through if you're in a, a wheelchair and uh, you just kind of have to, like drive around in uh, the parking lot until you find one. Um, I, I don't think you can design a good uh, pedestrian friendly parking lot. I think it's absolutely impossible. And so. No, not, not when the major user is, is supposed to be a gigantic like block of like nickel and aluminum and plastic. Right. Uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's like trying to design a, a house for blue whales. That's also friendly to mice. Precisely. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, which, which is why that's never been done. <laughs> I sense a challenge. <laughs> we will, we'll do this. No, um, the, th- this is why, and it was like concerns about the way the parking is designed and how it's impossible to make it friendly to people, that we had a long, year-long consultation when designing the downtown neighborhood plan. We had another multi-year consultation process that led up to the official community plan. These are the documents that say no surface parking in downtown. So the community spoke, right? Our consultants spoke, the administration and council of the day spoke and said no parking downtown. Um, but we've, the council since then has approved more parking. And with this report, administration is effectively saying uh, they were asked to draft a policy. They've said, no, we're not going to draft a policy because we believe we have enough uh, tools within our uh, administrative toolbox to do this. Uh, which is effectively saying, look, we've already been saying yes to parking lots, so let's just keep doing it. But give us a little bit more guidance. Because one of the things that happens is that administration will typically say no to the parking lot as a temporary use. Then council will say, well, we want to do it. Show us how. And administration shows them how to do it. So, um, yeah, so that's what's been happening. Uh, So they've said, we're not going to do a policy, but what we will do is we will draft an amendment that will include guidelines on how to deal with any future temporary surface parking lots. But they don't have the amendment in this report. So basically what they're just asking for is is for the council to say, yes, we like this. Uh, Give us the amendment. We don't even need to see what you're going to do. Just give it to us. We want these parking lots. (laughs) So the whole goal here. No, 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 no. I don't want to say it's like intentionally devious, but it's kind of devious because basically what it does, every step of this temporary surface parking lot thing has been building up like momentum towards having it while never having anything so egregious on the table that council can actually say no to it. So it's all these like little baby steps towards the policy. Uh, the, The other really instructive thing here was looking at the way the consultation was conducted. Um, they did a consultation before they were drafted this report. Uh, they had an online survey that was only supposed to go out to, um, it was only supposed to go out to uh, landowners and tenants downtown, people who live next to downtown surface parking lots. Uh, it somehow got into the hands of social media and got passed around. Whoops. And so they wound up having this like much more broader uh, consultation than they had intended. Uh, but that found 80% of people were saying we have issues with more surface parking lots and 60% were just like, yeah, we don't want more surface parking lots downtown because there's already more than enough parking. The other consultation element that they had those that they spoke with, they put together a focus group online um, because this was happening during COVID and it was all developers and investors in downtown. So people who were potentially going to build downtown, they freaking love the idea of surface parking lots. They want, oh my God. they want more temporary surface parking lots. And the direction that was given to administration was we want a policy that will allow council wanted a policy that would allow parking lots for three to five years. And the people who wrote in through the online survey were saying one year tops. And the most recent one, the one at uh, 1971 Hamilton, or Jesus, 1971 Albert, uh, <laughs> that uh, that one 
is for one year, uh, starting as of like December kind of thing. The, the developers want no limits. They're like three years is the absolute minimum that they will accept. They want five years and up for these temporary service parking lots because it had predictability to the, uh, to the parking stock downtown. And, uh, they don't see a need for any kind of limitation on how long a temporary surface parking lot will exist for. Right. And, why not make it permanent? Why, why, like, why, why limit? Why, why put those kinds of limits on your temporary parking lot? Exactly. Why be bound by language at all? Exactly. And this was another uh, point that they captured from the uh, developers was that all surface parking, this is from the developers saying all surface parking is temporary that all you need to do is wait for market conditions to change and then surface parking lots will be developed when it becomes more profitable to put a building on a lot. And yet we have 33.8% of our downtown surface parking lot. That number has been increasing over the years um, from when they started keeping track of this. And we just went through the largest boom, the most constructive boom in Saskatchewan's history in the last century and not a single surface parking lot was developed and we are back in the economic doldrums. So this notion that there will ever be a time when it's more profitable to put a building on a lot with our current tax structure and our current fee structure is absurd. These parking lots are here to stay. They've been, our downtown is a moonscape when people have driven away and this is not something that more surface parking is actually going to fix because this seems to be their argument that if there's more parking, more people will come downtown and then there will be more reason to build. And yet, if you look at the map of what's downtown, because 33.8% is just the surface parking, that doesn't include the structured parking, doesn't include the roads, doesn't include the meters, um, and doesn't include the park. So, I mean, as far as like, space for people to go to restaurants, to have stores. There's hardly any space downtown. The the reason downtown isn't vibrant is because there's hardly any downtown in our downtown. But, you know, it, it strikes me that, I mean, maybe we're looking at this completely backwards and that the way to really maximize the downtown's potential for parking is to turn it all into a parking lot. That would, that would certainly make some people very happy. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the wise man, as he grows older, does less and less until f- at the end, there is nothing left undone. So you're saying that we're going this way anyways? Uh, well, I mean, we're already at like over a third parking. That's true. Well, well just in for a penny, in for, in for a gigantic gray field of cars and asphalt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we don't have to worry about like all these like administration stuff about like businesses and condos and apartments if, if they don't exist. Yeah. Three hill towers and a big parking lot. Exactly. And people can just drive up and go into the hill towers. Yeah. And then like, and then at the end of the workday, they can go out into their cars and just drive home into the suburbs. Yeah. Have you ever been in one of the hill towers and like had to go to the bathroom? No, I don't recommend it. Uh, okay. As far as like human uh, centered design, it ain't in the hill towers. Uh, yeah. Trying to like, if you like, say you have like a kid 
has an emergency and needs to go to a bathroom right away and it's a Saturday and you're going to say Hill Tower, uh, I think it's two, uh, they have to give you a key on a gigantic slab of wood. Okay, yes. Go to the security guard who will let you get into an elevator and send you up to the second floor, which has no lights on except for like little emergency lights. And then you go down like a dark hall and then you can find the bathroom. And this is where they send uh, parents who have, uh, who are say like the good earth ca- uh, coffee shop and their child say um, has a problem that requires immediate attention in a bathroom. That's where they send you. If you're in a hill tower. Wow. I feel like they missed a chick. And by missed a chick, I mean the human part of the whole equation. The, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, but you, you know, but you know what really worries me, Paul, what is, uh, is that people who are listening might not know what they're listening to. And, uh, they're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau at 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio tuned into the community. Huh. That's good that you said that because I imagine some people were just like worried that they had, uh, you know, accidentally tuned into some like crazy old man who's grumpy and uh, complains about everything. <laughs> yep. So they were on talk radio. Yeah. That's right. Which, which is exactly where they are right now. Yeah. Yeah. Less, uh, less better than Rogan. Sorry. We're better than Rogan. That's the name yeah. of our other band. Better than Rogan. I like that. Um, yeah. So this, this, I don't, okay. So as far as the prediction part of this, um, I have no idea what's going to happen at planning commission. Planning commission actually voted against the surface parking lot on the Capitol point site. Uh, and then that decision, that recommendation was overturned by council. Uh, Councillor Young was on planning commission. She was the head uh, at the end of the last council, but she did not get reelected. So um, I don't know who's going, like, I haven't checked to see who's on planning commission. I don't know what the sort of political or urbanization slant is going to be of this planning commission. So I don't know what the recommendation is going to be. I wouldn't be surprised if they say yes, because basically all, like council or sorry, administration is sort of suggesting all they're asking for is more flexibility in how they go about their business. Um, personally, I think that what's going on is that they're going to like wreck the downtown because based on the comments that they captured from the development community, there's a real appetite to put up more pl- uh, surface parking in downtown. Uh, and so making it, making it something that you can do more easily, I don't think is a, is a good plan. As far as what happens when it gets to council though, and now that'll be happening on January 13th because council has moved to a two council meeting, a month schedule. I think this could have some trouble when it gets to council. I think that uh, I already like noticed on Twitter that councilor Stevens was uh, speaking very strongly against uh, the report that administration had prepared. Um, I think it's a safe bet that this sort of nascent, uh, I don't know, a lot of new councillors might be against this. So I think that we might get, we might see Dan LeBlanc. He doesn't seem like he's too keen on uh, surface parking lots. I think he voted against the one on the uh, Capitol Point site. Uh, Cheryl Stadnichuk, Shannon Zakidniak. So that's, and then Councillor Stevens. So that's four who are going to be skeptical of this. Um, I, Jason Mancinelli is a wild card on this. He voted in favor of the parking lot at the Capitol Point site. 
after speaking against it, he voted in favor. Um, Fendura, I think it's a safe bet that he would vote in favor. Uh, Landon Mole and Tarina Shaw, brand new to council. I don't know. They're wild cards. Uh, who else is left? We've got two more councillors whose names I'm forgetting. Um, anyways, holy crap. Uh, it has been a long break. I think Sandra Masters will vote in favor, uh, is my guess. Oh, I think so, hey? Yeah. So I think it's basically a toss-up when it gets to council. It could go either way. Um, oh, uh, Brishani. Brishani will definitely vote in favor, I'm sure. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a split vote. I think it's probably going to break similar to how it broke for uh, the parking lot on the Capitol Point site. It'll probably be a six-to-five vote. My guess we're going to get this parking lot amendment. Uh, Downtown Business Improvement District has requested that, has basically requested more of the same. They've said they want um, they want there to be provisions that make it possible for temporary service parking lots to be built when it contributes to the long-term benefit of downtown. Uh, but they don't want an explicit, they don't seem to want an explicit policy. And in theory, the lots that we have are, you know, they were done because they were going to enable future developments. So they just never seem to happen. Kind of like all the other surface parking lots that never turned into developments either. I have an absolutely radical idea. Sure. If you're going to build a parking lot, a temporary parking lot, it should be done when there are positive economic indicators and the parking lot can be explicitly tied to not just nebulous far off future development, but tangible developments that the parking lot is going to service. Wow. There's going to be a building. There's going to be some retail and some office space. It needs a parking lot. Uh, That is, that's completely reasonable. That's uh, that's a completely adequate and reasonable. Personally, I think there's no, no surface parking. That was in the downtown plan. I, I, you know, there's, I can see bending the rules for a good cause. Like if there is a puppy in a tree and you have to chop the tree down to save the puppy, the mm. tree's got to go. Um, yeah. But honestly, I think that there are some times where you stick to the rules and the rules were passed for a reason. Those being we need to disincentivize surface parking in the downtown because the economics aren't doing that. And in the absence of strong economic vectors that drive towards building, you just got to like make something illegal and you just have to give it teeth and you just have to stop saying yes, even for temporary uh, reasons. So I think administration and council need to grow a spine on this. But of course they won't, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um. Yeah, but no, it'll be interesting to see. So this is basically going to play out over the next two weeks, wh- which way this goes. And I mean, I like, I worry that people think that I'm just like, I don't know, some like effete white boy who uh, wants his shopping districts to be lively and um, read too much of Jane Jacobs in the early 2000s. Um, and while all that may be true, um, I think this is an environmental issue. Like, uh, if you're serious about... Um, you know, stopping climate change. And if you're serious about uh, building a healthy community, 
there's an enormous cost to the community that comes from surface parking lots, specifically parking in general, but surface parking specifically. They're, uh, they're carbon intensive, like all that asphalt and the concrete. Um, and then they contribute to a really, really sort of like, uh, environmentally unhealthy mode of transportation. And if you're serious about tackling the environmental issues, you have to start combating surface parking lots. Like that's one of the steps that goes into it. Smallish, I suppose, but it's important because like, as we know, our downtown is one third surface parking lot. And I think if they extended that survey to how much of the city is parking, uh, it would probably blow a bunch of people's minds. Do you remember, do you remember that uh, cartoon that used to be on CBC in the eighties from national film board? It was, but it was, it was a little, um, it was from the point of view of, of Martians who are doing a documentary on, on earth, but they mistakenly believe that the inhabitants of earth are cars and that humans are just parasites that, uh, that inhabit them. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. That's hilarious. That's uh, well, it's only gotten worse in the, (laughs) I know. Yeah. So that's about it. Um, we, I'm sure we'll have more on this just because this is, as I say, playing out over the next two weeks. And so we'll have like decisions and stuff on this. And it'll be interesting to see how people vote on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. I did a bit of research while you were talking. Uh, oh. The cartoon is called What on Earth? And it was made in 1967. Holy cool. I will look at that because aren't all the uh, NFB things online now? Yes for us uh, good Canadian taxpayers. Yeah. Um, the other, uh, so the last item that I just wanted to bring up is uh, there's been uh, skating on Wisconsin Creek this year, which has not been a thing in the past. Uh, a group of volunteers have um, been going out onto the Creek uh, all along the same part in the, the stretch between Lakeview and uh, Crescent's Natch. And they've been clearing off these like huge skating rinks and these uh, skating trails in between the rinks. And so that people can go out and play hockey. And if you don't like hockey, you've got like these little trails that you can like skate on that are really extensive, like quite, quite large that you can skate in between. What? I can't Sorry, hear you. We've only got one minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. The city has said, uh, this is a really bad idea. The ice isn't necessarily safe. Uh, there are occasionally water main breaks and the water vents directly onto that ice and completely undermines it. So we have a problem where clearly the city has too little skating infrastructure for the number of people who want to skate because this thing is packed for like a full kilometer of skating rinks. And uh, yet, yeah, uh, it could it could kill a kid. So uh, I don't know how we're going to thread that needle because people are still skating on it and the city still doesn't like it. So... <laughs> Well, uh, somebody's gonna die, and then and then we'll see something happen. Yeah. All right. But we are we have we have hit we have reached the end of our meeting. Uh, should uh, should I move to adjourn? I will second that motion. All right, motion is passed. Meeting has adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on ninety one point three FM CJDR Regina Community Radio. Tune into the community. Your hosts are Paul Shen, Ed Morgan, music by Ryan Hill, aka Guidewire. Uh, you can find us uh, Thursday evening seven to eight and Monday afternoons three to four p.m. Uh, rebroadcast um, also on Twitter at Queen, at Queen City IB and at QueenCityIB.com uh, as well as CJTR.ca uh, where you can find an archive of our, of our recordings. 
Uh, coming up next, we've got the Nerdcore Cabaret, followed by the Cockpit Blitz music all on through the night. That is it. Keep on improving, Regina. Oh, sorry, the cat just.